you're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. Thank you for joining me. This is a new season of the podcast. I took my fall break, if you will, and I am so stoked to be back for the season. And I'm really excited about the season kickoff episode, which is plant-based versus vegan. This is a topic that has been on my to-do list for months now, and it seemed absolutely appropriate to do it this week because November 1st, we celebrated World Vegan Day. So what better time to chat about the differences between these different lifestyles and diets than right now because they're can be some confusion. There's obviously some overlap, but we're going to get into all the ins and outs of these ways of living and these ways of eating, as well as the history of these terms and these different lifestyles. So since this week was World Vegan Day, I will start out with vegan. What does the word vegan mean? Uh, Veganism. Those who identify with this type of lifestyle has risen by 600% in 2019, so it is certainly on the rise, but it is still commonly misunderstood or commonly perceived as extreme or radical. So vegans, by definition, are people who avoid the use of animal products in any form. So a true vegan avoids food that comes from an animal, so that would be obviously meat, dairy, eggs, cheese, but they also avoid purchasing any type of product that comes from an animal or has um, had an animal exploited for their fur or skin or meat. So clothes, obviously leather, fur, furniture is also included. This would be like down pillows and of course makeup that's been tested on animals or even has some of their secretions in it. Um, any type of product for the skin. So a veganism is a life that has been traditionally focused on ethics and a set of philosophical principles, if you will. Sometimes it's based around religious beliefs as well, although that has shifted a bit over the years. And like I said, of course, it has been tied to the animal rights movement and seen by some as extreme or fringe. Um, I think a lot of this has been perpetuated also by different industries and the media. They, of course, when you watch TV, there's lots of different jokes about vegans and they're usually shown and depicted in a negative light. Just tale as old as time, you know, the same jokes. If you know what I'm talking about, you know, (laughs) like, can you come up with something new and original, please? Um, and then there's people who prescribe to just the vegan diet. They maybe call themselves a vegan, but don't necessarily, haven't, haven't gone down the rabbit hole of researching more into these other uh, facets of animal exploitation. Um, so as someone who would be on a vegan diet simply excludes the meat and the animal products. Now, this diet does not, of course, necessarily equal health. One can 
easily be a junk food vegan, (laughs) as I call them, or a potato chip vegan. There's lots of different phrases for people who are vegan but don't necessarily eat very healthy. There are lots of foods that check the vegan box but are really bad for us. Some of these foods include Oreos, Pringles, of course, potato chips, soda. These are vegan and technically can be on a vegan diet, but they are not going to equal health whatsoever. So there's lots of vegan junk food. And then, of course, there's the faux meats that uh, are not necessarily healthy. They're definitely healthier for the planet, healthier for the animals because they don't lose their lives and there have been research there's been research done showing that even though those faux meats don't look that great as far as ingredients they still are better for your health than eating the flesh of other animals i think that incorporating faux meat faux, fake meat faux meat into someone's diet if it's helping them transition to eat more plant-based then so be it but i am not one who would recommend it on a regular basis. I think that if it's something celebratory, then, and that's what you want to do. Personally, I don't partake in those. (laughs) Um, I would rather have a black bean burger or a burger that is made from whole food plants. So that will segue us into plant-based. So what does plant-based mean? There's really not a universal definition of this. Um, it's kind of an umbrella term. It has a lot of different diets underneath it. Um, someone who is plant eating plant-based is not necessarily have to be vegan. They can, but generally it can mean just focusing on eating plants. Not It's not necessarily linked with some type of philosophical or um, ethical ideology. So a person who is eating a plant-based diet focuses on minimally processed fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, and nuts and seeds. So they try to limit their consumption of animal products or eliminate it entirely. Some of the diets that can come under this umbrella term of plant-based are pescatarian, lacto-vegetarian, flexitarian is a term that some people use. Of course, there's vegetarian and then vegan. And then under that, there's raw vegan. Um, And then there's whole food plant-based. So someone who is plant-based could possibly still consume some processed plant-based foods. They also might use oils or maybe even a lot of oils. But a person who is trying to eat a whole food plant-based diet is going to minimize highly processed oils and foods, um, refined sweeteners, bleached flours, white rice, these kind of things. And they're going to try to eat foods that are as close to their natural state as often as possible. When we look at the plant-based doctors that are advocating this type of lifestyle slash diet, and when we look at the research and evidence It is clear that a whole food plant-based diet is the most beneficial at reversing disease. And while all of these different terms might sound super trendy and seem like they just came out of nowhere and a lot of people might think that these are new ways of living, 
the principles are not something new. Plant-based is not a new diet. Veganism is not a new ideology. But these are new terms that were not coined until recently. But these ways of living and eating are not something new. The practice of abstaining from killing animals dates back thousands and thousands of years. We have evidence of cultures during the Neolithic era having these vegan or vegetarian views as well as Babylonians. And around 3200 BC, there was a religious group in Egypt that had these types of ideologies and abstained from the flesh and wearing of animal-derived clothing. And this was based on their karmic belief of reincarnation. If you've seen the film Game Changers, then you might already know that it has been discovered that Roman gladiators ate a predominantly plant-based or vegetarian diet that consisted of wheat, barley, and beans. They were actually described as, quote, barley men. And the study subjected bits of bone to isotopic analysis, which measures trace chemical elements. And then they compared it to the average inhabitant of this particular cemetery where they found the gladiator bones and it showed that they ate more plants and very little animal protein and then we have the greek philosopher and mathematician pythagoras you might remember him in math class when you were in high school perhaps the pythagorean theorem and he is one of the first most prominent vegetarians who lived in the late 16th century BC. He advocated for a meat-free diet to help avoid animal cruelty, but also saw the health benefits of abstaining from animal consumption. He felt it was a key factor in creating a more peaceful human coexistence, which I'd have to agree. He is quoted at saying, to be nonviolent to human beings... And to be a killer of poor animals is Satan's philosophy. He who sows the seeds of murder and pain cannot reap joy and love. He also said, as long as man continues to be the ruthless destroyer of lower living beings, he will never know health or peace. For as long as men massacre animals, they will kill each other. And around the same time period, there was a man by the name of Buddha. You might have heard of him. (laughs) He was a vegetarian and and advocated for a vegetarian life for his followers. There's also Hinduism and Jainism, which also advocate for vegetarianism and believe humans should not inflict pain and suffering onto other animals. And then if you're a yogi, you might have heard, or probably have heard, of Ahimsa, which calls for nonviolence toward all living beings. And then, surprisingly enough, we have the English, who actually have a place in veggie history as well, which I would never think so originally, because when I think of English food culture, I think of it very similar to Americans. We have a lot of overlap for obvious reasons, Um, fish and chips, that kind of thing. But the actual term vegetarian was coined in Great Britain. It's pretty crazy. The first vegetarian society was also created there in the 1840s. And then the Victorians in the late 19th century actually had a wide range 
of meatless products, vegetable-based meats. They even had advertisements in papers showcasing the quote, the vegetable meat. Pretty crazy, right? The word vegan was coined almost 100 years later in 1944, also in England. At that time, the creator of the word vegan, Donald Watson, identified himself as a non-dairy vegetarian. Watson coined the term vegan to describe a vegetarian diet devoid of all animal-derived ingredients, including dairy and eggs. He also formed the Vegan Society and launched the Society's quarterly newsletter. The Vegan Society published their manifesto with two aims. One, to advocate that man's food should be derived from fruits, nuts, vegetables, grains, and other wholesome non-animal products, and that it should exclude flesh, fish, fowl, eggs, honey, and animal, animals' milk, butter, and cheese. And two, to encourage the manufacture and use of alternatives to animal commodities. Watson died in 2005 at the age of 95. So it sounds like to me that Watson encouraged a whole food plant-based vegan diet. And perhaps today he would consider himself a plant-based vegan, which is what I would say that I am. Going back to the plant-based part, of course, we have the Blue Zones, which I reference often because I think it's such a great example of what cutting out animal products mostly can do. So we have the blue zones, which are areas all over the world that contain the healthiest people on the planet. These people are the longest living. They have the most centenarians, so people living to 100 years old. They have the least amount of disease and therefore taking the least amount of pharmaceutical drugs. And one of their common denominators is that they eat a plant-based diet. They eat mostly plants. And we actually have one of the Blue Zones, the Seventh-day Adventist in Loma Linda, California, who eat 100% plant-based, and they have the best outcomes of all the Blue Zones. Some of the other ones do sometimes eat animals or animal-based products, but very, very rarely. It's usually for some type of celebratory um, occasion. It is not every day. It's not even every week and possibly not even every month. And these people are the healthiest. So the proof is in the pudding kind of thing, right? I mean, it's, it's right in front of us. But in our American culture in particular, or any Western country that has a lot of advertising, a lot of giant corporations who are invested in these industries, they have successfully convinced people that they need to eat meat. They have successfully convinced people that not eating meat is weird and that you'll be made fun of. And a lot of people are afraid of that, I think. They're afraid of being outside the tribe, being a little different. And obviously from, you know, just stats in general, even though veganism, plant-based has risen, veganism has risen over the years, it still is the minority. And we are tribal humans are very tribal they like to fit in they don't want to be a lot of them don't want to be different and they don't they want to avoid at all cost 
any type of ridicule or being made fun of. And let's be real. <laughs> like I said, vegans are often the butt of the joke in shows, cartoons, whatever, anything on the media. The word vegan has almost become a trigger word. It makes people nervous. Uh, if someone is trying to be plant-based and or vegan or both, they can sometimes feel ashamed to tell people about it, even though the media and the jokes are all about like, oh, how will you know a vegan? Oh, they'll tell you. Oh, really? Is that true? Because actually y'all are fearing us all into being who we are and letting the world know that we're against animal cruelty. You know, I think that this is kind of um, a weird thing. Uh, you know, lately I've seen a lot of people talking about how they don't want to be, quote, boxed in or they don't want to have, quote, labels on them. And to that I say, box me in. You know, I'm against animal cruelty of all forms. I don't want to consume animals. I don't want to wear them. I don't want to per- to fund any industry that is using them as commodities, as things. And I should not be ashamed that that's what I stand up for and that those are my values and my morals, right? Does someone who is anti-racist not want to be boxed in? Or let's say someone who believes in women's rights be labeled. Or perhaps someone who loves the earth and wants to protect it, also known as environmentalist. There have been and are extreme people in all of these movements. There always has been who will go to extreme measures, right? So should one be associated, should be afraid to be associated with these movements because of that? Sure, there are some so-called radical extreme vegans out there. Just as I said, there have been some radical extremists that were in the civil rights movements or women's movement or, I mean, all of these to LGBT, there's always extreme ones. But does that mean you should throw the baby out with the bathwater? <laughs> If you're against these injustices, you're against them and you shouldn't be afraid to be against them. We should not let the media and propaganda who are in favor of these animal industries, funded by them, bully us into not standing up for the voiceless. You know, I have a lot of labels. A lot of us do. A lot of us use labels all the time. I'm a Southerner. I'm not ashamed of that. I am proud to be from the South. I'm an artist, an animal lover, environmentalist, holistic health coach, nutritionist. And yes, I am a plant-based vegan. I'm not afraid to say it. And I never will be. We shouldn't be bullied by these negative media to change. If you're against animal cruelty of all forms, one should be proud of it. It's okay. I'm not saying that you should go yell it at everybody, (laughs) you know. I'm just saying if it is part of who you are, if this is your values and your morals and you care, then that's great. If the fear of being, quote, labeled a vegan is because of perfectionism, then I say don't let that, the idea of perfection get in the way of your progress, right? Progress, not perfection. We don't need a handful of, quote, perfect plant-based vegans. We need a lot 
of people trying, a lot of people making an effort. Because the more people that we have, at least giving it a little bit of effort, think of how big of an impact that will be. It's always more impactful if you have the numbers, right? It doesn't, it's, it's about the quantity, not necessarily quality. I'm not saying you shouldn't give it your all at the same time. I think that that can help you in the long run. If you're trying to be a whole food plant-based vegan, then by all means, you should do it. You know, like do it and do it the best you can. But if, if you're afraid of slipping up or having something that is not on the list, on the quote list of approved things, um, that should not get in your way. 100% should not because I want I want everyone to to be able to be who they are to care about the animals and the planet and to be a beacon of health and vitality and that is what will help the animals so this is why I call myself a whole food plant-based vegan I think by eating the cleanest and the way that our bodies and humans were intended to eat, to create that health, will be helpful for the animals because then you can showcase to everyone this is what plants can do. This is what not eating animals can do. If we have a bunch of junk food vegans trying to tell people not to eat meat and that look unhealthy and don't look well (laughs) because they're not going to be you can't eat a bunch of processed food and be healthy then that is going to give that side if you will ammunition it's going to give them something to point out and say see if you don't eat meat that's what happens which we know is not true so by eating whole foods by eating real foods by eating foods that are closest to how they come from the ground, we can be the healthiest versions of ourselves and then in turn be helping the animals and helping the planet. It's literally just this all-encompassing thing is this lifestyle. And I think that morally it does, does align with most people. But as I said, I think that a lot of times people are afraid because they're afraid of being different and they're afraid of also being, quote, unhealthy because, as as we know, so many people still believe that you have to have meat and dairy to be healthy. Um, And this, of course, comes from the propaganda from the animal agriculture industry, and it is just continuously perpetuated from them. And they also fund studies that claim that you need their products. So so there you have it. Plant-based versus vegan. I hope that that helped explain a little bit more, helped you understand a little bit more about these different ways of living, ways of eating. Um, I might have gone off on a little rant or two, as I often do when I discuss these subjects, <laughs> because I am passionate about them, and I am so passionate about health and the animals, they and the environment. It, these are things that I care most about in this world. I really 
care about helping others to be the healthiest versions of themselves. And it's a win-win for everyone because it helps the animals and it helps Mother Earth. So with that, I will say thank you so much for tuning in as always. I am so happy for the season. I am so happy that you are here. And until next time, my lovely, beautiful friend, you are a beacon of light that this planet needs so desperately. So thank you. Until next time, peace and plants. <laughs>